3: Comes the relief from the pain unapologetically. This is Luck and Low with Bill Frady.
4: Good afternoon this is lock and load and i am congested joining me uh, now from uh, the beautiful louisiana area is writer and podcaster rob Morse. good good afternoon sir
5: good afternoon bill bill i want to jump into something i learned when i was doing two things um i got to talk to some people who aren't gun owners and they surprised me also i was doing a uh, episode of Self-Defense Gun Stories, and I went, ooh, these are just average folks, but they face some above-average problems, and I want to talk about it. Please do. Well, and this is true for most of us. In my case, in the last few years, I've lived through a few natural disasters. I mean, yeah, learn some things the hard way. There are things you want to do ahead of time, and now that I've lived through it, I know what to do and how to do them. Do you have water? Do you have fuel? Do you have a way to get your car out of the driveway when there's limbs across it? The same is true of a violent crime in the average gun owner, but it's a little different there. I want people to be prepared for a problem before they figure that out on their way home from the hospital. And I'm, I'm going through four stories that I chose. I thought they were ordinary. And then I dug a little deeper. In the, in the first story, um, it's a Sunday morning. Ought to be absolutely as banal as it gets until you realize that there are some people whose partying on Saturday doesn't stop till Monday morning. Um, there's pounding on an apartment door. The door is locked. That's great. A male in the apartment opens the door. Hey, what's the problem out there? And uh, male and female intruders push their way into the apartment and attack the male who opened the door. Now, immediately I go, wait a minute, Sunday morning. I remember when I had kids, they'd be home, they'd have opened the door. So do you have a safety plan? You have kids in your home? Maybe not anymore. Are they grandchildren, nephews, nieces? Do you routinely have small kids in the home who, when they hear, open up, open up. Are going to go, okay, I'll let you in. Who is that? That's part of a safety plan. Right. Right? And you think, well, gosh, I, I, I feel that way, but did you communicate it? More to the point, did you rehearse it with them? Better yet, be a good parent, be a good uncle or grandfather. Okay. Then we have uh, a second dose. That's not enough of a safety plan. There are other people that live in the home. In this case, now we don't know if they live there. There were kids, another male, and another female in the home. Again, we don't know how they're all related uh, in this instance. But you have to walk through the plan. Okay, you're, you're living with a bunch of guys? It's not a family. You're just working. You share uh, apartment space. Have a safety plan and walk through it. Because I, okay, I will bet you a box of ammo, That the third time you walk through that plan, you go, wait a minute, we forgot this. Because what sounds good at the kitchen table doesn't always work right when you're walking across the living room. Okay, staying with the first story. A female roommate retreated, got a gun, and had to shoot the two attackers. Sounds ordinary. Think about it. There are two people beating up her male roommate. That's a fur ball. Nothing is standing still. I'm great that you can sight in on a round target at five yards and put holes near the center when we give you as much time as you need. How are you going to do when people are moving around? So maybe you have to get closer. Have you ever shot at a moving target? What that means is we're willing to give up some accuracy to make sure we shoot quickly so that the target we hit is the target we thought we were siding on yep it's lined up i need to shoot now and that's not particularly hard it's just have you ever practiced there there are literally some ranges that don't want you ever shooting quickly so maybe you have to find another way to practice bill you I, i've never seen you do slow fire so you're pushing on the other end of that i appreciate it
4: <laughs> well uh, i uh I think the only time I do slow fire is when I'm out there and I'm just getting used to the trigger or if I haven't shot in a while or something, it's uh, pulling the trigger fast is uh, you sort of got to wind that up.
5: Well, and what you're saying is you sort of approach it slow, yeah. quick, quick, faster, faster, faster. Right. Because one of the things you're discovering is where is straight back? What direction do I pull? And then how quickly can I manage recoil? In in this case, and we'd say, why would a female homeowner with a gun ever want to get reasonably close to attackers? She's got a gun, distances our friend, back away, there are kids in the house. Maybe it's because they're fighting with somebody and you want to be close enough that you can shoot quickly, have the accuracy you need, and and the good guy won't move into the way. Just something to think about. Um, Let's see. The second step. Can I jump into the second story? Sure. Okay. In um, this one, I think this was a, a big city back east. The Defender had to move out of the way to avoid being shot. They were, he, he was helping, a, oh no, it was in uh, Illinois. He's helping a buddy buy a car. Oh, look, Facebook Marketplace. I love that model car. Let's go look. It's after dark. Guys, this is January. It's Pretty much dark by six o'clock for a lot of central U.S. Think what this guy had to do. They go, is that the car? And there's, you know, they walk around the corner, and there are five guys waiting to rob them. Whoops! That's a that's a big change in plans. Fortunately, the guy who was trying to buy the car brought his armed friend. Okay. But now you go from just being an armed friend to somebody who has to move out of the way so you don't get shot, present your firearm, shoot at people who are shooting at you and moving. That's way past marksmanship. You don't have to do any of that to get your concealed carry license. It's probably forbidden for you to do that at most of your shooting ranges. Wow. Well, we teach classes about moving and shooting. We do it all the time. Yeah some competitions include moving targets and multiple attackers. Look those skills are available but like Bill, okay I can't do that at the local indoor range. I got to set something up. yeah.
4: That's, yeah. Uh, that has got to be the key holdback for most people Is they I, I, I think an indoor range is sort of restrictive and it when they really want stre- to spread their wings and really start to train
5: can be. On the other hand, I've shot an entire IDPA uh, meet in an indoor range. So <clears throat> some are, some aren't. And you may have to look for the opportunity, you, but you're absolutely right. It's you. Re, they won't even really let you shoot at more than one target at right. most indoor ranges unless, hey, we're having a class on movement. You get, you get, Probably the whole, you do get the whole range and the whole class goes downrange. So you're near the backstop and now everything changes, but you have to look for that opportunity. One thing I wondered here, a lot of millions of our new gun owners, I don't think they've ever used cover and shot around it. And there's a technique to that. Yeah. If you doubt it here, here.
4: You, well, Here's a. Uh, if you want to explain it, how, how many minutes do we have? You, well, you need to start telling everybody how to find you, and we'll get back and explaining that when we get back.
5: I host the Self Defense Gun Stories podcast. I also write the Slowfax blog. I try and put up an article uh, as each a week, usually more at Slowfax. From there, my writing is picked up at Class Daily and at Ops Lens. I got 2,100 articles written up. Bill and I always have something to talk about. Absolutely. We'll be right
4: back. This is Lock and Load.
2: up.
4: <laughs> Went all rocky on that last thing. Uh, absolutely.
5: <laughs>
4: <sighs> Welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking to writer and podcaster Rob Morris, and we were just—he uh, was describing training, and uh, I- I'm very intrigued about this match you shot indoors. Now, was this in bays, or did they have it opened up, and they had some really good range safety officers, or how was that? Oh
5: no, no. yeah, no, this was—we got. Like the 50 yard range, we got all of it. Right. Now people are still shooting on the 100 yard range. They're on the other side of a concrete wall. Right. What we set up was several stages because we're going to go down and score and tape between each one. And then everybody pulls back. Okay. Left runs. You're busy for 30 seconds. Center runs. You right runs. Then everybody goes down, scape, uh, tapes and scores. Reset, repeat with the next shooter. What was kind of fun, one corner of the range was a little dim. We'd left the lights off on a couple of uh, lanes. So we got to work a low light situation, even while other people are working in full illumination. It's, it's a tool. We can learn how to use it. I hear you. What... Uh, well, yeah, see, the problem with you, it's really hard to shoot video in the dark, isn't it? it um, is. One, one it thing is. I noticed here, we've got millions of new gun owners. Everybody has a bathroom mirror. Go walk up to it. Use a finger gun. Get it in your line of sight. Creep around the edge. And see how little of your body you can expose. If you do it correctly, all they're seeing is an eyeball and a finger pointing back at you if you do it wrong if you hug the mirror you're going to expose half of your body and part of your head okay practice that that's how we use cover and not get shot
4: well and and the The, thing what you're pointing out is that when you're behind cover you should never try to, to take a shot laying right up on top of it you actually need to back up a little bit which gives you a little right. bit of space, and then you can lean out there and put the smallest sliver of your head and the the pistol barrel your the you know your hands on the pistol. That's what gets exposed. If you're right on top of cover, in order to get your gun out and around, you're really going to have to expose yourself. And using yeah. cover against a shooting opponent, you just want the what makes it cover is if he can't see you. If he can't see yep. you, it doesn't matter how far back you are off of it if it's real cover. So right. you can back up and get a good line, and that means when you're on that good line, if you break cover long enough, take a shot, take a shot, pop, then you're back behind cover. Very easy, very simple. You're not tripping over yourself.
5: But we, a lot of us were shown that, and we think we heard it, but there's a way you can rehearse. If someone said you can rehearse your gun handling skills in your bathroom with your finger gun, you go, you're crazy. No, I'm not. <laughs> go try it. And I, I bet you'll notice that you're sticking your strong side shoulder right out in the open, and you don't need to. It'll surprise you. Again, bet you, bet you a box of ammo that if you do that a couple times, you get much better. Um, the other thing that that made me think of was... Does my friend know what to say to the police? Because if he goes, that was amazing. There were guys with guns. My friend shot them all, and all of a sudden I'm going, "Oh, good lord! I hope I have enough lawyers." So, you might want to have a discussion if you're going to if you're going to be armed back up with somebody. They might want to know what to say and what not to say. Um, you have you have self defense insurance, don't you? I don't. Oh.
4: I have a lawyer on retainer. Ah,
5: uh, okay. Same, as good as.
4: Well, as good as, but I mean, um, so it really just depends on what's available. And in my area, what I have available, um, I'm not overly confident in them. Oh, Okay. Okay. And, uh, I mean, the lawyer I have on retainer is also a sponsor of mine. So he's a criminal defense attorney. And he, uh, so he, uh, he, he knows the game. He's a gun guy. He's, he's got 20 tax stamps. He knows the, he knows all the nonsense inside or out. So he's a good guy to have. He's a good guy to have.
5: It's, but, it, it, the, the point being, you want someone who's experienced in the field. Yes. If he's doing wills and, uh, uh, real estate successions all the time. Yeah. Real Yeah. Not, not the right. You don't want him to learn on your case. No. Okay. I, I do want to jump into this third story. Here's a guy who's being robbed at work. Cool. Cucumber. He goes, shoot. Have it. Uh, guy pushes behind the counter, says you're being robbed. The guy just says, sure. Take the money. I don't care. All of a sudden the robber starts pushing the good guy. Back toward the back bathroom, hmm. and alarm bells are going off in the defender's head. He's going, This never ends well. If somebody's trying to move you out of sight. Now, the, there's something in criminology. There are different types of robbers. Some are resource predators. They want the money, they want maybe your credit cards, they want what you got so they can buy more drugs. Other guys want to hurt and humiliate you during the robbery and and, uh, show dominance or superiority. And those are people who kill you for sport. And this guy said, he learned that if someone's trying to take you out of sight, the game's on. He turns, presents his firearm. He was armed the whole time. Shoots the bad guy in the hip and lower abdomen. All of a sudden, the bad guy's not pushing him anymore. And the good guy keeps the gun on him because the guy says, I've got a gun. Turns out he had his hand in his pocket. It wasn't a firearm. But, wow, very few of us practice close quarters defense. I asked my wife about it. I go, do you remember being taught that? She goes, yeah, doesn't it go something like, and I go, yeah, but no. So you might want to review that. Typically, you roll, you turn so that your firearm is away from the bad guy. As you pull it out of the holster, you don't want to hand it to him. And you've got your arm up, so you're not going to get punched in the face and your bell rung. And then you're trying to push him away far enough that you can rotate your hip. Your firearm never leaves your hip. It stays close to you. But wow, what a lot to think about if... All you did is got your concealed carry permit. That comes later. Go take the class.
4: What do you think? I like it. I like that. Now, tell everybody real quick. Perfectly tanned, by the way. Uh, Tell everybody how to find (laughs) you.
5: I host the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. 20 minutes. It comes out once a week. I also write at the Slow Facts blog. My writing is picked up at Class Daily and at Ops Lens. Plenty for you to
4: find nearly what would you say 2100 articles
5: yeah. yeah trying to catch up with dean it'll never happen yeah
4: well you know dean dean is a uh, dean both of you guys are writing machines uh, all that all of that uh you know punctuation and stuff i just couldn't do it <laughs> we'll be right back this is lock and load
0: A news update. The deaths of three American troops in a drone attack Sunday has pulled the U.S. deeper into the Middle East conflict in Gaza. National Security Council's John Kirby on CNN.
8: We don't want a wider war with uh, with Iran. We don't want a wider war in the, in the region. Uh, but we got to do what we have to do.
0: President Biden said in a banquet hall of a Baptist church in South Carolina hours after the attack, we shall respond. House Republicans are actively advancing their endeavors to impeach U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. The House Homeland Security committee is slated to meet on tuesday the gold medals awarded to the russian figure skating team at the 2022 beijing olympics will be revoked the court of arbitration for sport rendered a decision to disqualify russian skater kamila valieva from the 2022 olympics due to a doping violation the u.s figure skating team which finished second will now be declared the champions john schaefer usa news
1: That's eight one eight nine eight four six one zero zero. 984 6100 dot com
4: Welcome back. This is Lock and Low, talking to Rob Morse, writer and podcaster. Where would you like to go now, sir? I want to go to Ohio. Ohio.
5: Do you and and you remember it because it happens every time. They recently passed a constitutional carry law. Right. And invariably we're told that where will blood
4: run, Bill? In the streets. In the street, right. In the gullies, everywhere. Right. The good news is we'll
5: be able to find all the potholes because they'll be filled with blood. Blood. I've interviewed their attorney general, Dave Yost, and he said, good, that's a claim we can test. So since he has access to the data, he asks the eight largest state, I'm, I'm sorry, eight largest cities in the state, here, how many violent crimes did you have? How many of them involved guns in six of the eight cities? The rate of crime went down after they passed constitutional carry. By the way, I don't think it's even been in place a full year. So, so much for that lie. We saw the same thing in Texas. We certainly saw it decades ago in Arizona, Who who would be next? I think you guys are actually looking at a constitutional carry bill, aren't you?
4: Uh, We should know something next week, I think. I I saw that in the news. Yeah.
5: Finally, the sheriff's decided
4: not to protest it. Do you know what was going on behind the scenes, or What, in South Carolina? Um, Yeah. The thing about South Carolina is South Carolina, everybody that seems to be in any sort of a leadership role, the border... The imaginary line on the map is in South Carolina. It's completely opaque. Nobody can see beyond it. So they can't look at and you're bringing up Ohio. So like if you look at Columbus, Ohio, the crime incidents per thousand people just in Columbus it went from 10.79 to 9.55. Not a gigantic change, but it went down. And if you look at all right. their big cities, it goes down. So they could be looking just at that one state and they don't. They don't, and uh, a lot of uh, South Carolina politics. uh, It's it's just a few steps above Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Just a few steps above. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean it's 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 they they know they got to they know they got to be Republicans and lead like Republicans look to lead, but in their actual execution and see this got passed. Permitless carry got passed by the House last year, but it's in the Senate now. And the Senate is, uh, our Senate rules are just stupid. They're just stupid. Yeah.
5: Well, but is it like Chicago in the, what, Charleston and Columbia uh, run the whole state or. Well,
4: actually, the the biggest part of the electorate is, is where I'm at in the upstate. And yeah. Columbia's got – Columbia's just a it, – it's a crazy quilt of differing political uh, attitudes. Uh, the, the low country, Charleston and everything else – well, Charleston by itself, it tries to be like Chicago, but it isn't because they just don't have enough people there. It's an aging population. So, um, you know, they, they, they try to emulate it, but the politicians in South Carolina just – I mean – the senior senator is Lindsey Graham. Uh, need I say? more? Oh my God! Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, you know yep. the, the president. One of the presidential candidates is the former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley. Need I say more? So this is okay. The kind, this is the kind of stuff we got governing things.
5: But the, the great news is you don't have one city that's wagging the entire Not, state no. like New York City or uh, Chicago. No. Nope. So I, I, okay, we know what we're talking about next week. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I I spoke with a guy because I travel, I've met different people never would have bumped into him. Otherwise he lives in Manhattan and he was a New Yorker through and through. Right. Um, but he has a summer house out of, out of the city. And he goes, do you know, you know, upstate people have guns. And I just closed my mouth because I don't want to out myself in the middle of a vacation. Really? Do tell. Yeah. We're not all the same. I mean, it makes sense up there. And I just went, Oh, why do you think that is? And he tells me, you know, how far people are apart upstate and how long it takes the police to get there. And I go, someone should write that down it'd make a great article. Um, but what's interesting to me, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it. He's a smart, very smart man. Why does he think that doesn't work in Times Square?
4: That's interesting. Why, why does he think it doesn't work in Times Square?
5: I, I, we didn't get a talk. I suspect... Oh, you know, a couple times a night, you'll hear police make an arrest in Times Square. What we don't associate that with is, by the time the cops get there, typically, the crime is long gone. A guy gets hit from behind, somebody grabs his wallet and runs. A cop runs up a minute later, doesn't help you. And, and, if, and if this guy, you're with, a, you're with a friend, you're with your family, one of them gets hit and attacked, what are you going to do? Go hand-to-hand with a guy with a knife? So we forget that the police respond after the crime and that we're really the, the victims and we're the first people on the scene. We forget that ordinary gun owners in this country respond to many more crimes than the police do. That said, any cop has seen far more violent incidents, handled far more criminals than we have as an individual. But in aggregate, we're, the expertise lies with us. So it would be fun.
4: Yeah, I mean, New, New York State, New York State's actually a pretty big gun state, isn't it? I mean, a lot, a lot of hunting takes place. I mean, in Manhattan and New York City, that's all down towards a very lower portion of the state. And they refer to everything above that as upstate New York, which is eight, ten, you know, nine, nine, nine tenths of the state is upstate New York.
5: And it votes that way, it thinks that way. When you get out of the big city rural counties, get, get 20 miles away from New York City and Albany, and you might as well be in western Pennsylvania. right? Just like California, just like Illinois. Get away from Chicago and you're in Indiana. So culturally, people know how to conduct their lives. It's the politics, as you say, like Carolina, Politics rears its head, and they get ruled by the politicians in New York City. Right. Um, you, talking about up north, did the Alaska Attorney General had something interesting to say? You go. We forget that there's a, a state up there. Did you Did you see that in the news?
4: Uh, are we talking about the one that is in, uh, in, uh, recommending people arm themselves? Are we talking about that one?
5: The the one that said hey, Biden administration, you're making all kinds of regulations about ammunition. Where we are, we don't travel all the time. We can't travel all the time. The notion that if my neighbor is going to sell me a box of ammunition, I'm going to go to the nearest FFL. That really, really, really does not work up here in Alaska. So give it up because we're not going to do it. It's interesting when an attorney general turns around and tells the feds that, hey, for a lot of our, our, a lot of the people in our state, the rules that you make up that sort of might make sense, maybe in a big city don't work for us. It's not that we don't have cities. It's that we remember where we came from. Right. And I thought, wow. And this is what I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him a quote. Politicians, ignorant of the tools and practices that they fight to restrict, use catchphrases like military grade to create the illusion that these are rights that aren't meant for the average citizen. They hate that law-abiding citizens have these rights and that we'll use them, these underhanded tactics, to take away our rights if allowed. Wow. That came from an attorney general. I wish he was running for president, but that won't happen.
4: Go ahead and tell everybody one more time how to find you, please, sir. I host the Self-Defense Gun Stories
5: podcast. 20 Minutes comes out once a week. I talk about how our neighbors did in their armed defense that week. I also write the Slow Facts blog. 2,100 articles waiting for you. There's plenty to talk about. I'll try and get a few new each week. My writing is then picked up at Clash Daily and sometimes at Ops Lens. We'll be right back.
4: This is Lock and Load. All right, welcome back. This is Lock and Load, talking to Rob Morse, writer and podcaster. Where would you like to go now, sir?
5: Uh, I want to stay in New York for just a second. Okay. A bunch of our friends are at Shot Show, right? Well, they were. So are a bunch. They were. So are a bunch of NRA board members because they're in or on the edge of the industry. And we're already getting conversations from board members about what they think is going to happen in the NRA lawsuit brought by New York State Attorney General. <clears throat> if I had to sum it up, I'd call it new court ruling, same old Pierre NRA. The lawyers for the NRA, meaning the lawyers for LaPierre, are insiders, and they're trying to keep the structure so that Wayne and his follow-on cronies... Get to dictate how money is spent, and if the lawyerists if the loyalists, the La Pierre loyalists succeed, they pretty much think they're going to try and thwart anything that the New York AG would have required. Here, here's something I heard uh, quoted, and I thought it was fascinating. A special master isn't the solution I prefer. But given the New York AG has a big voice in how NRA operates going forward, the reason the special master might be good is it could clean up NRA and get it operating correctly. It's a better solution than letting LaPierre's loyalists get away with saying that they've changed things when they really haven't, close quote. That's unattributed, but from an NRA board member, And I bet a lot of NRA members feel
4: the same way. Well, uh, what they're referring to is this idea that they might be able to install Charles Cotton as the executive vice president CEO. Right. And uh, everybody says that would be a really, really bad idea. Um, The bad ideas have been going on for quite some time. There are a bunch of NRA board members that warned everybody on the NRA board about Joshua Powell. Right, who turned out to be the guy that flips that gives all the juice, and and he knew so much about the inner workings that when that happened, as soon as that came out, Wayne Lapierre said, "Oh, I've got a cold. I'm retiring due, due to uh, health health issues." Right. So, um, um,
5: into, into the month, right?
4: Yeah. A couple days, or right. is it into February? It's in three days, three days, end yeah. of the month, and but uh, that. won't be enough no well i mean what's going to happen is uh they're going to get first of all the nra board they're all going to get charged with no oversight and that's that's how they're going to get out there and say the board as is constituted does not work it does not exercise oversight it doesn't do this it doesn't do that and they're going to point to all the stuff that the nra leadership did that they've admitted to so I think, and I'll make a guess, the NRA board is going to be one-third the size it is now. And it
5: should be smaller than that, ideally, but, yeah, yeah. you're probably right.
4: And the, uh, the leadership is going to be – all the senior leadership is going to be gone. There are going to be. Gone. I hope. And uh, they they'll, they they all they're, – they're going to be found to owe money to the membership. They'll have to pay that money back, which they will. And, uh, like, the golden parachute that uh, – that Wayne LaPierre has that'll probably be disallowed and that's fine. Right. You know, he's been looting them for quite some time. So he's, he's, he's already yep. said he doesn't need to worry about it. And, uh, all the other stuff that they're talking about right now, this is all very speculative. It, it, it it's the, the, the lid is blown off of this. It's like, this is like sitting there and looking at the Chernobyl reactor and saying, you know, I think we could get it back online in time. <laughs> you know, once you blow that lid, it's, Something different is going to have to happen. Yeah, because the malfeasance that you put in place to begin with or that you allowed to begin with is what got you there. Nobody's going to – if you make it to court, and especially if – Leticia James wants to dissolve it. Yeah. So since she doesn't get to dissolve it, it, she's going to be very disruptive. And if if they don't think that, they're just crazy. Part of
5: me goes – Why does the NRA own the Worthington Shooting Center? I get it that somebody bequeathed it to them, but why are they running an elite high-end gun range? To me, that makes no sense. Sell it, help pay the bills. Sure. Help do things that are closer to the core mission. Um, And the the way that property may have been deeded, they can't sell it. I don't know. Well, I mean... The the uh, thing that bothers...
4: You remember when we we used to go to NRA events right we sure. were there yep. and and uh the nra tv setup would be there and i mean it looked like you know espn was in town fox news was in town it was right like, it was a massive operation i would sit back there and i'd just be so envious of all the stuff they've got i mean if i stole right. one of their uh, one streaming camera was like thirty five thousand dollars, and they had just they just had them all the way around the stage they had a massive backstage operation when i when i went and interviewed uh, ted nugent in 2016 I got to see in the back exactly what what goes off to actually run that show, and it was it was like it was like watching Houston when they would send Apollo to the moon. So well, it, it was it, it was a live TV production room. Yes, yeah. But then I heard how much they spent per year on NRA TV, and I was like, "Well, that's all yep. well and good, but who watches it? Because I never had seen it. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd see excerpts on YouTube or something, but." Uh, who who was actually subscribing to and paying for something to to uh, to justify that expenditure, and then it comes out that this was all that was a money laundering camp, a, a little scheme they had yep. going on there. Jackerman McQueen. Yep. And for NRA, yep. I mean, some of that money went back to uh to Wayne, to good old Wayne. So yeah, I um, they they've. Uh, They've got a lot of issues. They've got to get out of. They've got to stop doing some of the things they do if they want to. And the, the best part about it, though, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I was very, uh, I was a little nervous if they got taken out, that what it would mean to the gun rights advocacy. And it turns out it doesn't mean anything because everybody rose up and, and filled that gap just just post haste.
5: Well, here's what I wonder. I wonder if. Letisha James, the uh, AG in New York, is going to del- is going to keep NRA hamstrung through the twenty twenty four election. She'd be a fool to put it back on its feet, but uh, where it could activate its members, she'll, so she'll she'll drag this out for at least eighteen months. I predict.
4: Well, I hope they. What, I hope she doesn't. I hope it'll have the same effect as everything they're doing to Donald Trump has on him, which is none.
5: Well, yes and no. I mean, the NRA has a million member mailing list, right? What? Five, six million more. If, if we get rid of Wayne, (laughs) here's here, I've got in my phone, I'm not bragging. It's just, okay. I'm an old fart. I think I've got five or six NRA board members, phone numbers in my phone. Sure. And to a person they've said, you know, they were trying to do something a little shady. I couldn't vote against it, but I didn't vote for it. And then I got told I was taken off a committee, and that committee is important to me. It might be instruction. It might be uh, interstate liaison. So there's intense intergroup uh, politics in the NRA. You either vote with the LaPierre clique or you're out in the cold.
4: Well, you know, and for all of those, I, and I say this with a measured tone, knowing that anybody knowing that particular thing was in place i it just makes me wonder why anybody would want to be a part of it to be honest with you
5: but um rick hector is a
4: passionate about training he is he is and i have talked to rick about that and i told him in the beginning i was like listen uh i think it's a tremendous waste of you to be a member a board member of the nr right yep but if you want to i'll help you as much as i can but i mean and to the extent that it did help him, I I don't know. But uh, having said that, uh, they need a board full of Rick Hector's, not just one. And they don't well, have that. I,
5: true. But they do have some. There are. I mean, again, I'm thinking of the guys I know. They're wonderful. You and I know a bunch of former NRA board members who said, you know, if this goes really sideways, as it should... I could be personally sued. I have to step off the board because this is such a mess. Yeah. So there's talent out there that cares about the NRA
4: that the politics are keeping off the board. Yeah. I entirely understand. So we'll see. We'll see what um, happens after all that changes. Uh, we're about to run out of time. So if you would, please, sir, just one more time, tell everybody how to find you.
5: I host the Self-Defense and Gun Stories podcast. 20-minute podcast once a week describes how our neighbors did in defending themselves and their families. I also write the Slow Facts blog, slowfacts.wordpress.com, 2100 articles sitting there for you. My writing is picked up at Class Daily and often carried at Ops Lens. Bill, it's been a pleasure.
4: Yes, sir. Who's coming up next? Super Dave Harrington from Combat Speed, wow. LLC, the wow. uh, quintessential gunfighter, and he, that's when he's hurt. When he's feeling really good, he's just. When he's feeling really good, it's worse. We'll be right back. Yeah, this is Lock and Load.
7: My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E ecom Extend your life
1: with
2: Extend.